does it mean to be true to yourself? About 60 seconds ago, I didn't know what I was going to record this episode on. I had this feeling that I should just trust my gut and hit record. And I did. And the thing that is on my mind right now is being true to yourself. I did an episode a couple episodes back about being truly authentic. But I think that being authentic makes you think more of the way that you present yourself. And I think that being true to yourself, when you think of that phrase, you think more of a feeling. What does it feel like to be true to yourself? And how do you even figure out what that is? I have been learning and growing a lot the past few months. And a lot of that has come from putting myself out there more than I ever have, especially on the internet. I've been posting videos on Instagram because I want to help people. It's as simple as that. I want to create freedom for my life so that I can help more people. And I want to help people along the way create freedom in their life. And that can be freedom in a lot of different ways, financial, religious. And so with that said, I've been learning a lot. And one thing that's really hard to get past, and this is something that I mentioned in the episode about authenticity is it's really hard to get past this feeling that you have to play the game a certain way and you have to sacrifice a piece of who you are in order to make it. And I really don't like the thought of that. So I'm going to try something. I enjoy design. I enjoy, uh, a cohesive brand image. I enjoy um, the, the visual arts. So all of those things that I'm implementing into my personal brand and attaching to my, the way that I present myself on the internet, all of that is authentic. I, I like the style of videos that I'm doing. I like the, I like the colors and the graphics and all that stuff. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should check out my Instagram at the Nolan Void. But I, it's really the thing that's been bothering me is the scripted videos. I have been, I have felt the need to script videos because I want to get attention. Now, it's not like I want validation. I'm sure that that's part of it. I think we all do. But it's more of just, I'm trying to write scripts that will get a lot of views so that I can reach more people. Because I know that the more people I have following me, the more people I can help. The more freedom I can create for myself and for them. So 
the obvious choice is to do what's going to get as many views as possible. But the weird thing is these scripted videos are not doing well. And there could be a lot of reasons for that. It could be the time that I'm posting. It could be the fact that I'm not doing the best job at networking. It could be a whole plethora of reasons as to why these videos aren't really performing that well. But I've had plenty of other reels that have done decent. And so I keep asking myself, like, I'm putting the most effort into these reels that are getting the least amount of results. And on one hand, I understand that it takes time. I haven't been doing this for very long. I'm not in a rush by any means. Um, and I know that it just takes time for the algorithm to catch on. It takes time for you to catch on and realize what is really good for you, find a rhythm, find what people like and what resonates with people, all of that. But at the same time, it just kind of feels weird. And I feel like I'm not being true to myself. I feel like the message that I'm communicating is true to myself. And I really think the best way for me to continue to dig deeper within myself is to continue to practice communicating who I am to the world. But something just feels off about these scripted videos. And I think it's a combination of what I'm trying to do with them, which really is like blow up in some way. It's a combination of what I'm trying to do with them and like all of that effort that I'm putting into it, almost like I'm trying too hard paired with like the tone and the delivery of those videos. I feel like they're just slightly stiff and and it's hard because I, I know that we live in this fast-paced social media culture of like jump cuts and captions and all this stuff. I enjoy the captions that I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing that. That's not my point. My point is I'm trying to make my videos as, uh, as attention-grabbing as possible. And I feel like that intention is putting some weird energy into my videos. And that's, I would like to think that there's a reason why they're not doing well and that I should pay attention to that. That's really what I'm trying to say. So I just posted two videos that were unscripted. And the reason why I made these videos was because so I post three videos a week where I'm actually like talking to the camera and they're scripted videos and it's a different setup. So if you haven't seen that again, you can look at my Instagram. This is my podcast setup. But then the other days I post uh, snippets of the podcast, like with some graphics. And I also post some quote reels. It's just like a quote on the screen. And those are good for reaching new people. Um, so anyway, I do these three uh, talking to the camera scripted reels a week and I was working on my third one and it just didn't feel right. It was about how I almost died in a crash last week on the highway and I was trying to make a point about not disempowering yourself by 
every time something good happens to you or every time you feel like something lucky happened or something crazy happens and you manage to get out of it okay, I was trying to say that every single time something like that happens, you should be mindful of how you speak about it because most people just go, oh, God saved me. And I wasn't wanting to discount the role of a higher power because I know there are forces beyond our control, but at the same time, I think it's disempowering to never give yourself any credit for your outcome. It makes it to where you're basically just a puppet of God. And it also feels weird because what about the other people that died in a crash? But God saved me? Like, does that make me special and them not special? No, well, that was just God's plan for them. Really? It was God's plan for them to die in a horrific car crash and leave their kids behind with no parent? Explain that one to me. So the scripted video, it was hard because I was cramming this really broad concept, or not a broad concept, but a very serious concept that I had just personally experienced something related to that. I was trying to cram that into like 90 seconds. That's hard. (laughs) That's hard to do. And so... As I was editing the video, it just, I kind of got this like sick feeling in my stomach and I, I knew that I couldn't post it. I talked to my wife about it. I was like, I'm feeling kind of weird about this and I don't know why. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood. Like, I don't know. And and she was talking to me about it. And so we were able to kind of bounce off of each other, which I love that about our relationship that we can just kind of help keep each other centered. And so... Yeah, I just, she reminded me, like, it's really about the way that it makes people feel. And if this video is making you feel weird, then it's definitely going to make other people feel weird. And they might not know what it is, but they're definitely just going to scroll past it or it's going to leave a weird impression with them. And I definitely don't want to do that. I want to make people feel good. I do want to make people feel uncomfortable in a different way. And I I posted a video about this last week about how, or it was this week, how whenever you're getting to a point in your consciousness where something is making you uncomfortable, where you're entertaining an idea that kind of gives you the chills or just kind of makes you squirmy, or you get this like initial response to back away and like not think about that thing. I think that that's when you should push deeper. That's when you should continue to press into that idea and sit in that feeling of discomfort because that's where you find that's where you find the really interesting things in life. That's where you find the interesting perspectives. That's where you learn. That's where you grow. That's how you discover what you truly believe. And that, I think, is how you figure out how to be true to yourself. I did not mean for that to come full circle, but it kind of is. So I want to make people, I want to encourage people to feel uncomfortable in that way, but I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable like spiritually, like something feels kind of wrong or sick. And the way that that video was scripted, it just kind of came across as spiteful. And I, I, that was not my intention at all. 
it's not my intention to like dog on people that, you know, believe that God saved them in some way. I'm sure that there are times where I have been spared throughout my life where I should have died. I'm, I've done some crazy stuff. <laughs> um, but again, there's no way for me to know that. And it's also incredibly insensitive, I think, to just go about saying that all the time, especially when there are people that have loved ones that were not spared. You don't know what God's plan is for other people. You don't even know if God has a plan for other people. There's no way for you to prove that. It's okay to believe that if that belief system gets you the result that you want in your life and you're not hurting other people along the way. But that's the thing. It's kind of, it's, it's a little bit arrogant, I think. So not to make this whole episode about the, um, the details of that concept, but the reason why I'm bringing that scripted video up is it didn't feel right. And I knew that I had to re-record it, but I did not have enough time to write another script. And if writing the script the first time didn't work, what makes me think that writing a second script would work? I have three days a week to do all of this, to record my podcast, record all of these other videos, edit graphics, edit captions. And if you throw writing scripts into the mix, it's like... I literally do not have a day off and I don't have any time to even take care of my house <laughs> um, or like go on a date with my wife or go to the park with my dog. Like, so not only does scripting my videos kind of feel weird now, but it's also just sucking out like a whole day of my week. So it's pretty easy for me to entertain this idea of, not scripting my videos anymore. But the main reason is because it doesn't feel right. It feels, the delivery feels weird. And I'm just kind of at this crossroads where it's like, I feel like I need to do something with my content to reach new people, but I do not want to reach people as a lesser version of myself. So this question, how to be true to yourself, or what does it mean to be true to yourself, is weighing heavy on my mind. So what do you do about it? I made another video recently about barriers of authenticity. It's kind of a random concept that came to mind, but I think that you can apply it directly to your life and it might be able to bring you some comfort and help you make sense of some things. In this video I was talking about, and really just in this concept, I was talking about how the past 10 years of my life, if you just look at it from an outside perspective, all you would see is this kid that doesn't have a very good work ethic jumping from one idea to the next, hoping that it's going to make him rich or uh, just turn out in some way. Or you see some kid that just can't commit to anything. And, you know, I guess it would be fair of you to assume that. But 
I've been looking at those choices that I made and all of the different things that I've tried over the last few years, almost the last decade, and really trying to dissect what it is that drove me to make those decisions. Now, I'm not sure if this concept is entirely void of just wanting to make an excuse, <laughs> uh, just being honest. Like, I think we all want to make our mistakes look not as bad as they really are. But this idea is that whenever you try something or you're doing something in your life that is not in alignment with your higher self, your body and your mind and your soul, they give you warning signs. You get this gut feeling of like, whoa, this doesn't feel right. This is not for me. And then you have a choice. You can either push through that feeling and do the thing either because you think that you have to do it or because there's no other choice or because you don't want to look like you're somebody that can't commit to something. You can either push through that feeling or you can listen to it and decide to take a different course. And so it's these barriers of authenticity where it looks like you are just bouncing from one thing to the next and you can't decide what to do, you can't commit, you don't have a good work ethic, and that doesn't look good. But what if instead what's happening is you have these barriers here where whenever you are trying something and you get that feeling of like, this is not right for me, you pivot. And you actually eventually over time bounce down. It's almost like a funnel. And you're narrowing your, you're refining the things that are in alignment with who you really are. Through trying these different things, you realize this isn't right for me. This isn't right for me. This isn't right for me. And you start to come more in alignment with your truest self. And eventually you drop through this funnel where you stop bouncing around and now you have momentum. Now you have direction. Now you have vision and it's in alignment with who you truly are. Now again, I don't know if that's just me making an excuse for not staying committed to something but it resonates with me regardless. I, I haven't just jumped around because I can't commit to something. I desire so deeply and so strongly to live a purpose-driven life. I have wanted for years to help people and make a positive impact on the world. And all of these different things that I was trying, they didn't feel right. And... <laughs> I mentioned in the, the, I think it was in the video or in the caption that I made about this, that there is something to be said for, oh no, it was in the, the episode about authenticity. There is something to be said for foresight, like being able to look at a situation before you jump into it and be like, yeah, that's not right for me. But I don't know if I just lack that foresight or if it's just been important for me to really experience these things firsthand. 
like hopefully I can help other people learn from these decisions that I've made and come to a place where they don't feel like they have to jump into something that is out of alignment with who they truly are in order for them to know that it's out of alignment. Instead, they can just look at it and go, okay, yeah, this isn't right for me. So that's what I hope to be able to do is share this concept, share this story, and maybe people can make a few less mistakes than I did and get to where they want to go faster. So there's this idea that we have a gut instinct that will never lie to us. This gets difficult with religion because then you throw in, you know, the Holy Spirit, you throw in the devil, you throw in, and of course that's Christianity, you have other religions as well, I'm sure, that have these uh, supernatural influences on your decisions or on your thoughts. So I was taught as a kid growing up that the devil will always try to deceive you. And it's the devil that's trying to take you away from God. When in reality, I think that it's our, our fear and our lack of awareness that take us away from who we truly are. That take us further away from who we truly are. So I'm going to say that again because I think that's really powerful. We're taught, at least in Western religion, especially in Christianity, that it is an evil demonic force that is constantly tugging at us, trying to get us to do bad things and pull us further away from God, further away from heaven, further away from exaltation. But what if instead it's really just our fear and our lack of awareness and our lack of connection with ourselves that drives us to make these decisions that are out of alignment with who we truly are. And if you can broaden your awareness, if you can really learn to dive deep within yourself and discover yourself and experiment with things in your life and refine these different ways that you go about life and learn more about yourself in this way, what if through that you can come to understand who you truly are and then you are living the best life you can possibly live? Just a what if question. From my personal experience, where I'm at now, I would I guess I would say religiously, but spiritually, where I'm at now, I have come to this place where I don't believe in the devil. I do not believe that there is some demonic force trying to drag me down and pull me away from my creator and trying to get me to drag everyone else with me. Somebody left a comment on one of my videos just earlier. And they basically said, Satan is working hard through you to drag everyone down to hell. And the grammar was horrible in this comment, and it kind of didn't make sense. But I knew what they were trying to say. Um, <laughs> and first of all, that's just really sad that you would just 
automatically assume that about somebody. Like, I guarantee you they haven't seen any of my other videos. They don't know anything else about me. They just saw this one video asking a question of, what if you're wrong about God? And they instantly jump to this conclusion of, oh yeah, the devil is working through you. And this is what I mean about disempowering yourself. Like with that video about me almost dying on the highway, people are so attached to this idea that, you know, the Holy Spirit influences you to do good things and the devil tries to get you to do bad things and you have to discern between the two. When in reality, my gut instinct, which I'm learning more and more every day, every week, every month that passes by, I am intentionally looking out for and paying attention to this gut feeling that I get. And the thing is, my gut has never steered me wrong. There have been many times where I have ignored it, and that's when I get myself into a stupid situation. Whenever I rely too much on my logic or too much on my emotions, and I don't have a balance, which I really think your gut is, I think your gut instinct just draws you to do these things that may not make perfect logical sense. They may not make perfect emotional sense. But then whenever you act on that gut feeling and you get on the other side of it, you look back and realize, oh yeah, that was actually a really beautifully balanced decision between logic and emotion. It's just that I couldn't see where I was going to end up. And again, some people would argue, oh, that's the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> My gut instinct has led me to do things in the past few months that Christians do not agree with. Is that still the Holy Spirit? Oh, so now you're telling me that my gut instinct is the devil. Or you're just telling me that it's not my gut, my gut instinct at all. <laughs> it's like, the, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why people, I do understand it. I just, I wish that people would ask more questions instead of making all these assumptions. So what I mean by disempowering yourself is like leaving it up to some other force to always be influencing you, to always be trying to convince you to make some sort of decision. What if that's not true? What if you have complete control over the input and the output? What if you have complete control over the thoughts that you produce in your mind and the actions that you take based on those thoughts? What if you have complete control over your beliefs and your words? And this is where you get into the law of attraction, where when you intentionally raise the vibration of the beliefs that you hold, the words that you speak, the thoughts that you think, the actions you take, as you raise that vibration, you attract things of a similar vibration into your life. Everything connects, and it really all centers around this idea of being true to yourself. And that's another thing that I think is really dangerous about a lot of organized religion. I think there are good things that come from organized religion, like a society can agree on a 
pretty basic set of morals that can come from an organized religion, I think that that could be a good thing. But one thing that I think is really dangerous is it typically encourages people to look for meaning outside of themselves. Look to God for meaning. Look to a savior for meaning. Look to a prophet for meaning. Look to a book for meaning. Look to a song for meaning. Look to a church building or a group of people that go to that church for meaning. But you find meaning within yourself. That's how I found meaning. So maybe it's not the same for everybody. But <laughs> I see people that are extremely devoted to these organized religions. And to me, it seems like they are very much like everybody else that believes that thing. It seems like there is a lack of individuality. There is a lack of original thought. There is a lack of critical thinking. And this doesn't just go for organized religion. This also goes for politics, education. There are many cult-like systems within society, and organized religion, I think, is just one of those. And again, I think there are good things that can be found in any of those things, but I think it's dangerous to look for things outside of yourself for meaning. And that's the reason why it's dangerous is because then you find meaning in those things, therefore sacrificing your individuality, sacrificing who you really are, sacrificing what you're truly here to do to instead serve this other thing that you honestly probably don't have proof even exists. Now, I'm not all about physical evidence. I understand. I mentioned earlier that there are forces beyond our control, and I acknowledge those. But it doesn't sit right with me when I am pointing out these observable ideas. And whenever I am even just asking questions about these things and people are unwilling to entertain those questions or those ideas, and they're so stuck on this thing that they believe and they're, un they're unwilling to open their mind to another possibility. And I think that's because they find their identity in this external source. If you, if you are finding your identity, if your identity is held in something external, then you do not actually have an identity. You are just a copy of that thing. And some people are okay with that, but I'm not. I know that there is something deeply unique and special within me, just like there is something deeply unique and special within you. We all have a unique combination of desires, skills, talents, 
passions, ideas that nobody else has. We all have a unique fingerprint, yet you want me to believe that we're all the same and we're all meant to do the same thing, which is basically serve this God that created us when we couldn't even ask to be created. And if we don't serve this God, then bad things will happen. <laughs> we all have a unique fingerprint for a reason. And this, this fingerprint, oh, it was about to focus. I want to do that. That fingerprint is really just a physical representation of what's within you. There is something within you that is completely unlike anybody else. And you have something to offer that is unlike anybody else. But the only way you're ever going to discover what that is, is if you question your beliefs, question everything. If you've been taught that it is blasphemy or sacrilegious or of the devil to question the things that you've been taught, you should question why you've been taught that. What could somebody possibly gain from you never asking questions? And again, this isn't just religious. This goes for education. This goes for politics. The only way you're going to discover who you truly are is if you ask a lot of really hard questions that make you uncomfortable. If you sit in that feeling of discomfort and you weigh all of the different contributing factors and the different options and the different perspectives, speak to other people that have different beliefs than you and experiment with different things in your life. I find it very hard to believe that somebody that grows up in one religion and never questions that religion, grows up in the same small town and never leaves that town, talks to the same people their entire life and works at the same job their entire life and dies in those conditions. I find it very hard to believe that that person can discover who they truly are. It doesn't mean that you're going to be miserable and that your life is meaningless. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that that person, in my, from my perspective, I don't understand how they could find who they really are and fully lean into their purpose. Deep questioning is the path to self-discovery. And I need to write that down because if I don't, <laughs> I'll forget it. This is something I talk about all the time is that if you want more good ideas, you need to show the universe that you appreciate the good ideas that you already have. Deep questioning is the path to self-discovery. Thanks, podcast. Um, so I want to leave with a question. Who are you really? Take away your name, take away 
your job title, take away your parents, I am the child of blah, blah, blah. Take away those things and who are you? Truly. And what are you here to do? The only person that can answer that question is you. You cannot rely on somebody else to tell you. If you do, that's dangerous. You can't rely on a book. You can't rely on a movie. You can't rely on a podcast. You are the only person that can discover who you truly are. And the way that I've discovered who I truly am and the way that I am still leaning into that path of self-discovery is through asking difficult questions and being okay with sitting in that discomfort. Discomfort is not of the devil. I was taught growing up that that feeling that I now know is just discomfort, I was taught that that was the devil trying to get me. It's not true. I don't believe that for a second. I believe that that is your brain expanding, your mind gaining awareness. And when somebody wants to control you, gaining awareness is the last thing they want you to do. So I'm going to leave it with that question. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to check out some more of my content and get a different flavor of what I'm doing here, then you can check out my Instagram at the Nolan Void. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you all, and I'll see you next time.